0: lot talk radio Ed we Bring ourselves back together again for another conversation uh, here on Viatorian Voices Conversations on the Way. Uh, hi, everybody, this is Jim Mitchell, and it's always a pleasure to spend a little time with you talking about the Viatorian community. And today we're going to hear from a member of that community who uh, has really taken such an interesting path, and we often talk about um, what uh, what God does to lead us to certain places in our lives. And I think today's conversation with Brother Rob Robertson is going to be very compelling in that regard. Um, we'll find out about his history uh, as a teacher, a campus minister, a counselor, and other stops along the way. So first of all, Brother Rob, thanks for taking the time to be here today. Really looking forward to talking to you.
1: Thank you. Good morning, Jim. It's a pleasure to be with you, and I look forward to the conversation as well.
0: I know many people around St. Viter High School here in Arlington Heights and other places in the Viatorian community across the country are familiar with you. You've, you've had a number of stops. We're going to talk about this today, but wh- where have you landed? Tell us what uh, what you're doing right now.
1: Okay. Um, I have returned to, uh, I guess, my roots here at St. Viter High School. I will be beginning my believe it or not, 21st year of ministry here at St. Viter High School. This will be my, oh geez, I think it's my third stop here at St. Um I kind of crisscross back and forth between Arlington Heights and Las Vegas. Those are my two uh, main ministry sites, but I just returned mm-hmm. three weeks ago um, to return to this the counseling department here at St. Vider. Um Wanted to return to the Midwest. Uh, as I'm getting older, I've got an elderly mother who I just think I need to be here at this time in my life to um, support family and and community and so forth. So I decided to make the switch back to Arlington Heights.
0: And, and I, I want to talk about some of those stops, but but isn't it isn't it great? I, I hear this often about the Viatorian community, the leadership, is that they're, they're very agreeable to helping you be in a place you're comfortable. And, and by saying you wanted to be back here with your mom to be a part of that, I, uh, I, I just think it's wonderful to hear of a community that, that supports you in that regard. I'm sure it's very meaningful to you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The Viatorians, um, that's one of our hallmarks is we take the of obedience, but the valve obedience has um, a component of conversation. It's what is the need of the community what is the need of the individual, and how can those two things fit together to best serve both entities? And, you know, we, we don't force people to do anything that is going to make them uncomfortable or unhappy or put them in a place that really isn't going to be good for them emotionally or ministerially. So that is a wonderful hallmark of the Viatorian community.
0: Yeah, it's it's really nice to see. Now, you've mentioned this is a sort of a repeat performance coming back to St. Viter High School in Arlington Heights. Uh, ha- have your previous roles there been in counseling or have you had other capacities while you've been at St. Viter?
1: Yeah, I've had uh when I when I first came to St. Viter back in 1989, my first role was as a theology teacher. I taught the senior ethics class. From 1989 to 1994, that was my first stint here, and I really mm-hmm. enjoyed teaching that class. Um, I had some great colleagues, and you know, it was just a really wonderful experience teaching ethics and morality to seniors, which I think is such an important course for our students to take as they move out into the world. Um, sure. When I came back in 1999, I moved into the campus ministry department, and um, worked in campus ministry um, as one of the team members there, you know, doing the Kairos retreats, the Quest retreats, and, and so on. And then in 2004, when the principal was named, she had been a school counselor, and I'd always expressed a desire to maybe move into school counseling. The president at the time, Father Tom Von Barron, asked me if I would consider it, and I said, yeah, I would like to do that. So I moved into counseling in 2004. I went back to school, got my master's in school counseling, and began in 2004. And I was here at St. Vida from 2004 until 2015 when I moved back to Las Vegas again and continued as a school counselor um, out there.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask. I know in Las Vegas there's both uh, a a school component, high school component, and a parish. Correct. Did you spend time in the parish or have you always been in the school system?
1: I did um, work at the parish for two years. I, I went to Las Vegas six years ago when we were considering opening Cristo Rey St. Viter. So I went out there with the intention of going to Cristo Rey St. Viter. that's when we were doing the feasibility study and, and all of those things. So I was one of the first to go out there in the very beginning and was part of the feasibility study, but I you know, needed to, to work, so Father Wren, offered me a position mm-hmm. at the grade school, and I was a school counselor there for two years, but I quickly realized that I'm not a um, a little kid person. So <laughs> I had friends at Bishop Gorman High School where the Viatorians had, you know, worked for many, many years, and I contacted them, and they Um, allowed me to work there for two years in the campus ministry department because I had experience in campus ministry. So I worked at Bishop Gorman for two years while the school out there was being built, and then I moved over to Christa Ray St. Vider when the school opened for my final two years in Las Vegas, the last two years as a school counselor. Well, and I have
0: to say, uh, Father Wren, when I knew him as Brother Wren, one of my favorite, and, um, best teachers I ever had back in, in years ago at Saint Viator. I'm, I'm always glad to see how well he's doing out in Las Vegas, and know he impacts a lot of lives. But I, I want to, yeah. you know, I want to talk to you about about when I when I talk to other members of the Viatorian community, where we always talk about how open they are to hearing God's call. Uh, your story, I think, is a little unique in that God wasn't necessarily calling you to a specific service. You were actually called into the Catholic faith at some point, correct?
1: Correct, yeah. My, my call is probably the most unique in the community. Um, I was raised um, as a non-practicing Christian. I mean, our, my family, we did not go to church. I was not baptized. I was not part of any religion at all. Um, mm-hmm. And those who are in the Catholic faith don't realize how many of us are out there. But it was just not part of my, my upbringing. We just were not a, a church-going family. I knew no one who went to church. It just was something that I never did in my entire life. When I graduated from college, I, I graduated from Eastern Illinois University with a degree in education. And that first summer I was looking for a teaching job. I had a couple of interviews and job offers at public schools. Out of the blue, completely unsolicited. I got a phone call from Father Bob Erickson, who was the principal at Griffin High School in Springfield, Illinois, and he invited me to come to Griffin High School for a job interview. I turned him down at first because I didn't know anything about Catholic schools and wasn't interested, quite honestly. He was very persistent. He was very desperate for a teacher, actually, so he called me again, and I decided to go over and at least interview for the job. So I went over, and when I walked into Griffin High School, it just something just overwhelmed me about the peacefulness of the building, the kindness of the people I met there. As I was driving home, I called Father Erickson, and I accepted the job. So when people say that God is not working in your life, um, I, I am a perfect example of God working in one's life, even if you don't know it at the time. I look back now, and that was one of the key moments when I know God was in charge and making the decisions in my life, even though at the time I didn't know it.
0: Boy, there's I've just got so much I want to talk to you about, and we, we go through time very quickly here on the podcast. But talk to me a bit a little bit about the discernment process that followed. Right. because. Sure, it's one thing to accept a job as a teacher, but right. somehow then you made a commitment to a religious life. What, what took place in between those two steps?
1: Sure. Um, when I started teaching at Griffin High School, I mean, Catholic schools, as you know, since you attended a Catholic school, are much different than public schools. I'm a product of public schools. I, I, you know, they have a wonderful place in our, in our society. I started teaching my first year. I was brand-new teacher, fresh out of college, very young. Uh, it was an all-boys high school. Uh, I don't know if Vider was all-boys when you went to Vider, yeah. but it, it's a very unique place. The kids really uh, took to me. They had a retreat program there. And I went on my very first retreat ever um, as a young man, and I was just touched by the honesty, the openness, the sharing of those young men on that retreat, and something called me to want to explore further this whole religious aspect and spirituality that people have in their lives, so I went on many more retreats, and also during that time, I met two people who later became Viatorian Associates, Karen Cutler and Kim Martinez, who were young women at the time serving our church, who later became Viatorian Associates and are some of my best friends even today. So I went on many more of these retreats. Soon after that, I decided to go through the RCIA program. I became Catholic. Some of the priests and brothers at Griffin High School attended my baptism and my first confirmation. And shortly thereafter, Father Richard Pagini, another important person in my vocation story, invited me to start coming over for dinner at the Viatorian residence in Springfield. And I started going over for dinner, and I saw how the men lived and how they cared about each other and their shared vision and their shared mission. And it just all started clicking for me that, wow, this is something that I could really see myself doing. And I just felt this call to to step into this life. And so Father Fagini said, why don't you give it a try? And so I... Um, filled out, you know, all the necessary paperwork, did all the the stuff that was required, and I moved in with them for one year as what we called in those days an associate or or pre-novice and lived with them for a year, and it was a very fulfilling life for me, and I chose to join the Viatorians in the novitiate in 1986 and took my vows in 1987, and it has been an incredible life-fulfilling journey that I never would have imagined when I was a young man um, in college. So it's been, you know, blessed by God every single day.
0: And, and a minute or two here left with you, uh, talk about your journey and, and maybe what others can learn from it, um, whether it's being open to, to a call, being sure. aware of things around you, trying new things. I mean, what what, what does your story Uh, do for others who might be young and uh, whether they're thinking about this type of life or not what's the lesson here sure
1: i I think what i try to tell people is to be open you know we don't all have to fit into the cookie cutter life that we think uh, society tells us we have to be in you know we don't have to get married have children live in the suburban house and you know cookie cutter doesn't work for everyone this is a very fulfilling lifestyle. Listen to your heart. Listen to your gut. Listen to what other people are saying to you. If someone says, I think you have what it takes to be, you know, a religious, you know, that's a call from God. You know, the person might be the the vessel, but the call is coming from God, and that's what I've learned over the years. If, if people wouldn't have said to me, Rob, you have something in you that we think – God could use in this special way, I never would have said yes if somebody wouldn't have asked me to consider it. So I think that's my message to people is be open, listen to what others are saying because that is God calling you, and don't rule it out. It is a wonderful, life-fulfilling, blessed life that I think many people overlook because society says, no, this is what you do. You get married, you have kids, you work in the city, you ride the train, and that's what you do. And that's not all there is.
0: Um. Wonderful conversation today, Brother Rob. I want to thank you for sharing with us. and I know we're going to talk again on podcasts down the road. And I know the St. Vita community is, is looking forward to having you back as well. So um, kind of an official welcome back to the community at this point. Um, for our podcast listeners, um, the Viatorian community proclaims Jesus Christ and his gospel and raises communities where faith is lived, deepened, and celebrated very much as you heard today. Uh, founded by venerable louis kerb uh the viatorians are professed brothers and priests and and lay associates uh, who strive to do everything well so that uh, through us jesus may be adored and loved and i hope our podcast series brings that to light to learn more about the viatorian community you can visit viatorians.com and uh, plenty of information there and of course listen to our Uh, ongoing podcast series. Thanks to Brother Rob. Thanks to all of you for listening, and we look forward to talking with you again soon.